1: Welcome back to the Chris and Joe show presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I'm Joe DeLeon joined by Chris Flum and we are back three days in a row. We're giving you NFL Combine content. Day three has just wrapped up, giving us plenty of time to digest and give our reactions to the performances during today's drills at the NFL Combine. Today we saw defensive tackles, edge rushers, and linebackers perform. There were a lot of guys out there that looked really, really good and improved their draft stock. But Chris, you and I were discussing this before the show. It was almost hard to really figure out who was in what group at various times because there were some outside linebacker edge players in the linebacker group. There were some defensive tackles in the edge group it, it just seems like it was a bit of a, uh, um, a mix match and it was hard to really figure out who was actually going during, during these various groups I feel like they were a, a hair disorganized uh, on today's drills yeah and it was really
2: weird to see guys like that you know are going to be defensive linemen at the NFL level guys like Nick Coe out of Auburn working out in the same group as isaiah simmons you know just those two guys they do not play the same position they are not going to play the same position maybe it's just evidence of the kind of philosophic change the nfl is going through where everybody has different names for every position and nobody's quite sure who does what anymore but yeah, that's something that the NFL needs to figure out. Maybe maybe tone down on the Fred the Sledden football on the stick controversy and <laughs> figure out who is going to work out where.
1: The other guy that was really confusing was Raquan Davis, who is very clearly going to be playing inside, is not an edge prospect, is maybe a 3-4 defensive end, but is probably going to spend most of his time inside along the defensive line we did end up being able to decipher things and we're breaking things down based on who worked out in each various group just to keep things simple so we're not sitting here playing the, well, this guy should be in this group, that guy should be in that group. Our first guy, though, is someone that we have been talking about more and more on this show and pretty much expected to test pretty well athletically and look good in these drills, and that is Derek Brown, who many consider to be one of the most talented players in this class, a top five player in the class overall. The six foot five, three hundred and twenty-six-pound defensive tackle with 34 and 1/4 inch arms. He had a 5 640 which is pretty good for his size. 28 bench reps is also a great number to see with his arm length it makes a lot of sense because of how big and powerful and strong he is also had a pretty decent short shuttle which is a 479 we're not going to get into the 3 cone because he ended up having a disastrously slow one but that does not really hamper his draft stock right now because of what he was able to do during these other testing drills as well as seeing him in the positional drills being very explosive being very efficient not looking like a over 320 pounder, but looking as if he was 250 pounds, as well as when he was smacking the bags and doing those drills, some of these guys were winding up and trying to be a little bit too powerful in it. He was compact but still able to to generate a lot of explosiveness in those punches.
2: Yeah, there were quite a few of the defensive linemen ed rushers, when they were in the pass rush drills, they looked like they were they looked like they were in a home run derby and just trying to send that bag 10 yards downfield or something the guys who did it the best i thought were were like derrick brown they were still powerful but it was a controlled power they weren't flailing their arms all over the place they were able to keep their feet underneath them when they had to change the direction and just everything was smooth and controlled yeah i'm not going to ding brown for having a bad three cone Yeah, he the position he plays the position he's going to play at the NFL level agility is important, but it's not like he has to change direction like a linebacker or an edge rusher being able to be explosive in a short area, get moving from a standstill, get off the snap and just drive that five yards into the backfield. That's what's going to be important for him.
1: And he was able to make up for it with that 479 short shuttle. It's not like his agility was completely disastrous and very unathletic. It was just the one drill. It's going to be tough to try and move on that final cut of the three cone drill at that much weight and at that much size. It's not like he's compact. He's 6 foot 5. It's not going to be very easy for him to make those cuts. So, not a huge knock on him for being able to do that, but we did get to see today why he is considered to be a top 5 player in this year's draft class. Right after him is Someone who's a little bit lesser known, and that is Khalil Davis from Nebraska, one of the twins from today, but this one ended up standing out a little bit more. Six foot one, 308. He ran a 47540, which is very, very fast for a 300 pounder. But to go along with that, being fast for his size, also showing off that strength with 32 bench press reps. Overall, another guy though that. Looked so good in these positional drills, and you kept catching your eye on them when you were watching him go.
2: Yeah, he almost looked like an edge rusher on that new hoop drill, which I got to say, the real winners for today were whoever decided to put in the club and run drill and the hoop drill. Those were a ton of fun to watch, and personally, I feel like you could get a lot out of them. You could get a lot out of watching the guys hit the bags, who was in control, who was smooth, who had the agility on the spin move, which is something I don't think we've ever seen before at the combine. And then those hoop drills, they're they're just fantastic for showing off guys' ankle flexibility, knee flexibility, hip flexibility, their ability to be balanced while running and turning. And it, it just... Applies so clearly to being able to bend the edge, get around an offensive tackle, and get to the quarterback. So, who, whoever decided to include those drills, just major kudos there. Thank you to whoever that was. But as far as Khalil Davis goes, he was great in the field drills. I, he just kept catching my eye again and again. And I'll say his 40 time was go to 476 is fantastic his 10-yard split was 166, which was as good if not better than most of the edge rushers out there. So I feel like he definitely made himself some money today.
1: It's almost surprising that that figure-eight hoop drill has not been implemented sooner. And the fact that we saw so much success with that drill today it is going to be a clear staple going forward with the NFL Combine. But you pointed out that 10-yard split of his being a sub 1.7 it's nice that he ran a 4 7 5, 40, and that is a very good number for him. But for a defensive tackle, that 10-yard split shows a ton when it comes to his burst and ability to get off the line of scrimmage despite carrying a lot of weight. So incredible number for him showing off that great start. Our last defensive tackle Neville Gallimore from Oklahoma 6 foot 2 304 also ran a 4740 he ran a 479 and also had 32 bench reps just like Khalil Davis so very similar performance in day from Gallimore he his agility drills weren't that hot but still athletic guy quick off the off the ball and also was a technician when it came to some of these drills you compare him to Khalil Davis, Gallimore also had, he had a one seven one,
2: ten 10-yard split. So again, very, very close between these two guys. And Gallimore was another guy who looked, I thought, very smooth in the field drills. He saw a good pop from his hand hitting the bags. You could see he could kind of bend, he could move, he could change direction. All in all, I thought he had a really nice day.
1: Next, onto the edge prospects, or so we think, based on the group that they were in, A guy that has been in this first-round conversation really did himself a ton of favors with his performances. That is A.J. Epinesa from Iowa, 6'5", 275. His 40-time, nothing to shake a stick at, nothing too spectacular, 504, decent time. But if you look at the rest of his testing, 32.5-inch vertical, 7343-cone, 446-short shuttle, But we didn't really need to see any of that stuff to really get a sense of who Epinesa was because we know he's not the most athletic guy in this edge group. We know that he is the most technically sound. He is the most fundamental player in this group. And there's a reason why during the draft coverage or the combine coverage, rather, they kept talking about him and showing replays of his drills because he was so tight and his ability to be consistent in his technique especially with those club drills was very apparent. He did slip a little bit with the hoop drill at the very end which was a little bit disappointing, but the other drills very very clear to see that he has those fundamental traits that you want in a in a pass rusher.
2: Yeah, I was looking I was kind of hoping he would test out a little bit better on the measurables. Yeah, you know, he says he kind of Models his game on J.J. J. Watt. He wore J.J. J. J. Watt's number when he first got to Iowa because of how much of he how much of a fan he is of Watt. Unfortunately, he just doesn't really measure up to Watt on the in the measurable portion. But when you get him on the field, getting get him doing football like things, he did show why he is widely thought of as a first round player. Personally, I would have him working out with the. Defensive tackles, defensive linemen. I don't think he is a guy you want standing up, playing out of a two-point stance, potentially dropping back into coverage, even if it's only as a flat defender. Uh, you know, on zone blitzes. I think I, I think we saw when he was doing those kind of linebacker co- conversion drills that it, that that is just not going to be his game going forwards. You really want him with his hand in the ground going forwards. Beating up offensive linemen and going after quarterbacks, so just for me, he is a defensive, he is a straight defensive lineman all day long.
1: Yet give him some props though for doing those drills. He didn't look fluid like you said, but he didn't look terrible for a likely defensive lineman that's going to be bumped inside or a three-four defensive end. Our next guy is somebody who is really not that well known, and when I was watching him. I was getting an impression that, hey, he looks good in those drills. But once I saw his numbers, my jaw dropped. That is Derek Tuska from North Dakota State, the national championship team at the FCS level. He is representing the Bison, 6'4", 251, 479, 40 time, and then the 169, 10-yard split to go along with it. That number itself is impressive. He's not super heavy. He's only 251. He might end up being a stand-up player because of his weight but that 40 times very good for him. 24 bench reps to show off that strength, a 33.5 inch vertical, 10 foot broad, but here's where it gets really nutty. Six, yes, I said six. Six, eight, seven, three cone, and a four, three, four short shuttle. That level of agility is so rare to have in a guy that was playing defensive end. Now, teams seeing these numbers are probably going to say, oh, hey, let's move them to outside linebacker because if you can redirect and control your body that much and also be productive as a pass rusher while you're in college, well, that is a very good opportunity for a team that, that wants to take Tusca because he showed a lot of versatility despite not really being known for it. Yeah,
2: you know, it, it doesn't really surprise me that a guy coming out of North Dakota State Can put up those kind of numbers because even though, for by and large, we concentrate on FBS, the big schools, North Dakota State is the Alabama of the FCS. They are, they just win everything all the time. And it it isn't too much of a surprise to have a guy like that come out of a school like that, even at that level. For me, I would, he, he caught my eye again and again, running in the measurables and then again in the field drills. He was fast, he was fluid, he was in control. You know, he looked like a professional doing those drills. I would say he would be a perfect pick for a team that runs a multiple defense. You could have him on with his hand in the ground on one play. You could have him standing up on another play. You could maybe let him drop into space and feel pretty confident in it if you wanted to run a zone blitz or Maybe use him as a spy against an athletic quarterback, and then come on a green dog blitz. A guy with that kind of with those movement skills, there are, you can do a lot with them. And I would hope he would go to a team with a creative enough defensive coordinator to put those skills to
1: use. He does have a very unique skill set, and, and albeit he did play most of his career at the defensive end position. He did show he has that athletic versatility to possibly play outside linebacker. It seems like with that weight, he's most likely going to get moved. But right now, very, very good option. He's mostly a a day three guy. You never know, though, with a performance like that. And if he aces the interviews, if he could push himself even further, possibly into that round four range range. Could be a nice fit for Tusca. Our last edge player, Alex Highsmith from UNC Charlotte, 6'3", 248, about the same size as Tusca, 4.740, as well as a 33-inch vertical, uh, 7.32, 3-cone, and a 4.31 short shuttle. The reason why we picked him besides those pretty good numbers to go along with it, well, we were talking before the show, and I was saying that when we were watching drills, that I kept being drawn to him I kept saying oh who's this guy who's the UNC Charlotte guy I very much noticed his technical base and how efficient he was in these various positional drills and that's a very promising thing to have coming from a smaller FBS program
2: yeah definitely he moved really well he yeah I was like you I I, he kept catching my eye every time he popped up because you know that Charlotte logo is one you don't normally see that's that's when you're not used to seeing on the NFL network. But then when you see that, and then you see a guy moving that well, hitting the bags, looking as good, if not better than a lot of the big school guys, that's something you just have to take note of. He's probably going to be a day three guy. He, I sincerely doubt he works his way up into the second or third round, but you get a little bit later in the draft, that could be a really high-value pick, a guy you take who is who has those traits, who is a guy your coaches can work with, who might not come from a football powerhouse, but that doesn't mean he can't play football.
1: Interestingly enough, UNC Charlotte has produced some underrated players like Larry Ogunjobi, so it's not really a well-known program, but has somehow found a way to produce an NFL guy every year or so that's getting drafted. So it's, it's promising to see that from Highsmith. Next, we're gonna talk about our linebackers from today to wrap things up, but before we do that, we're gonna take a very short commercial break.
3: Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great The Stanley Cup final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
1: Before we start talking about our linebackers that were big winners from the day, we have to acknowledge overall this group was super athletic and incredibly fast. There were so many guys that were running sub 4 6s, which is really that threshold that you're looking for. If you run a 4 6 or better, you're a pretty fast linebacker. There were so many guys. In that 4-7 range, which is very rare for a linebacker class. Now, not everyone is as developed and as far along, but that's very, very good speed to have from your linebacker group. And if you are a team like the Giants that needs to, to fix your linebacker situation... Especially after you you let go of two guys, particularly Alec Ogletree, you can draft somebody in the later rounds that is very athletic, very very fast that you can spend some time molding and grooming and getting better. Yeah,
2: the this was a fast linebacker class, and it was kind of sneaky fast too, because be going along, and all of a sudden you get a run where you'd be like, you know. 46 467 465 then okay 4 48 four, eight, then a 451 455 five, you know 458 this class has had, has a a surprising amount of speed at the linebacker position and i think that's partly because of how the game is changing at the college level but that's also really good for how the game is changing at the NFL level The NFL Network had uh, Darius Leonard on the field there, and he is kind of the poster poster boy at this point for just how important it is to have an athletic, rangy linebacker who can cover, who can really take care of the middle of the field, just how much that can help both the front and back end of your defense. And there were quite a few linebackers in this class on the field today who showed that they could do that.
1: Speed seems to be a major necessity for the linebacker position. We saw two prominent linebacker prospects at the top of their position group who ran fast 40s but ended up hurting themselves on their second attempts. It's almost as if Isaiah Simmons, who ran his crazy 40 time, is also psychic and knew not to run the second one because something bad was going to happen because Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray chose to run that second one and were trying to beat their, their good times from the first attempt and ended up hurting themselves. So we didn't get to see them in any of the drills, which was incredibly disappointing. Instead, we were stuck watching a relatively average group for the most part. And we also, the other thing too, Jordan Brooks, linebacker from Texas Tech, was coming off of surgery for a torn labrum. He only had a week to prepare, according to NFL Network. And he was able to run a 4-5-4. That was all we saw him do. That's an incredible time with only one week's worth of preparation for him. If you don't know anything about combine preparation, well, it takes about a month and a half to really hone in on your technique for running the 40. That whole week and a half that he had, that was just, okay, this is how you get into the stance. Let's, Let's wrap it a couple times. There wasn't really much else that you could really do in that time span. So for him to run that fast and have the potential to run even faster at his pro day, Very good props for Jordan Brooks, but generally a little bit disappointed we didn't get to see a number of guys because of injuries.
2: Yeah, I was really looking forward to seeing Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen on the field doing the position drills. They are athletic linebackers. Queen especially has gotten a ton of praise from his teammates for just how smart of a linebacker he is. But I was just really looking forward to seeing him move around, move in space, seeing how he reacted to the prompts from the coaches and also seeing him run a four or five, one, I wanted to see how good the rest of his movement skills were. And then, you know, Kenneth Murray, when he's very similar, similar size, he ran a four or five to his first attempt. I, Again wanted to see him in the f- on the field. Yeah, these are guys if they happen to slip a little bit and if the Giants do not draft Isaiah Simmons at fourth overall, they're guys the Giants could potentially be looking at maybe a little bit later and I I was just really hoping to get a chance to see them and see you know just how good is the top of this linebacker draft.
1: You led right in perfectly to our very first winner of the day. That is Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Now, if he didn't do a single other thing today and chose only to run the 40, like Jordan Brooks did, I think we'd still be talking about him right now. I had relatively high expectations for Isaiah Simmons, and I was hoping that he was going to run a fast 40 time. I was thinking, all right, 4'4 sounds about right. He's 6'4", 238, that's almost 240 pounds, which is... Pretty big for a linebacker. He comes in and runs a four three nine forty, A sub 4-4, which is faster than Saquon Barkley by just enough, is crazy for a guy that is, in quotes, a linebacker. It almost makes you think, hey, should we have had him work out with the safeties instead? Because that was discussed on today's broadcast as well, that teams weren't really sure where they'd rather have him, so they asked him where he'd prefer to work out with. His performance today, just from that 40 alone, really boosted his draft stock and solidified the fact that he is a freak athlete. He can do so many things because of his athleticism. To top it off, he had a 39-inch vertical and 11-foot broad freak all around. We already knew that, folks. We don't need to change anything. He's a top-five prospect. If the Giants have the option to draft him, I'm going to keep saying it every time his name comes up. The Giants need to take him.
2: Yeah. Now... How's this for a player, player A, player B comparison? Yeah, you know, player A, six foot, three and five eighths inches, 238 pounds, runs a four, three, nine, 40 yard dash, jumps 39 inches on the vertical player B, six, two, three quarter inches, 220 pounds, runs a four, four, two 40 yard dash and has a 38 and a half inch vertical. Now, Joe just read off Isaiah Simmons' numbers. So, you know, player A is Isaiah Simmons. Player B is Julio Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Simmons is taller, bigger, faster, and has a higher vert, so more explosive than Julio Jones. Now, granted, Jones did go through that combine that year with a broken bone in his foot, but still... (laughs) Yeah, he is what the numbers say he is.
1: (laughs) I thought you were in the process of setting up our next guy who had a pretty good combine performance, but instead you came out of nowhere with that comparison of Julio that he's that comparable to in athleticism. Isaiah Simmons is not a linebacker. He's not a safety. He's not a corner. He's a defensive football player, and he's a really damn good one. Are we even sure he is human? I don't even know if that conversation could be had. Maybe he's from another planet. With his athletic traits, you have to wonder if he is from the same planet that we're all from because I know for for sure I can't move the same way that he can, and a lot of the guys at the Combine can't move the same way he can either. It's almost as if they should have had him working out in his own completely separate group because of how unique and different he is as a human being.
2: Yeah, so we could probably spend another half hour talking about him, but let's just move on.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get myself too worked up here. Our last guy had a, a pretty good athletic performance, but he's been dealing with some issues in terms of his red flags off the field. That is Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State. Six foot one, 243, heavier than Isaiah Simmons. 4'4, 6'40, 21 bench press reps, 39.5 inch vertical, 11'4 on the broad. Super explosive. A bit raw in some of these drills, but you can see that strong ability uh, to have a, uh, an ability to change direction, move fluidly, all the things you're looking for in an, in an athletic linebacker. Yeah. His,
2: Willie, Gay's, his, Willie Gay Jr., his, his measurables caught my eye. You know, anytime you get a 240-pound linebacker running a four-four-six, that's going to grab your eye, especially, well – if you haven't seen isaiah simmons run yet but then in the field drills he can he just consistently popped he didn't do everything perfectly clean you know you mentioned that but you could just see the twitch the snap to everything he did and then you know 30 39 and a half inch vertical and a over 11 foot broad jump that is That is some impressive lower body explosiveness. Teams are definitely going to have to do their due diligence on his off-field stuff. But just the athletic tools are there, and those will definitely catch teams' attention.
1: To really show up that well athletically with off-the-field concerns is enough to really help the case of someone like Gay Jr., because if you have those concerns in your maturity and the issue he was dealing with, I don't know the full gist of it, but from what I read up was that it was related to a, a tutor and academically related suspension. That kind of stuff obviously looks bad, but if you can test very well and look athletic, well, maybe in those interviews you can kind of weasel your way out of it if you can do well when talking to teams He is an intriguing prospect because of how athletic he is, and especially from all that we've discussed, teams these days need a fast linebacker, whether it is one of their starters or somebody that they can sub in just for various situations so they can keep up with guys in the slot, tight ends, you name it. You need someone that is that athletic. To wrap up today's show like we've been doing on all three days, we're going to each give our performer of the day and. You could probably take a guess. You could probably pause the show, tweet at me, at Joe DeLeon, and guess who my performer of the day is going to be. Go ahead. I'll give you a second to pause it. Okay. Yes, it is, of course, Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons, freak athlete. We got to see that with actual numbers beside it, and I am going to continue to push this train for him to be the guy the Giants draft. He fills a need. He's going to immediately impact their defense. He is otherworldly in terms of his athleticism and his positional versatility.
2: Yeah, I, I'm i not even going to bother saying any other name. There, there's absolutely no need. Isaiah Simmons just, he ran faster than Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> I am... I wish we could have seen him on the field doing the position drills, but I think we have seen enough on tape that we don't really need to see him do see him move in shorts and a t-shirt. It would have been nice. It would have been fun, but yeah, he is a freak athlete. He confirmed his freakiness and I don't think we could really say anything else besides Isaiah Simmons. He is, he is just on a different planet from everyone else. Everyone else who performed today.
1: Despite having good performances from a lot of guys, it's just hard to not talk about Simmons. It's a stacked deck if you were the other guys in this group. That's all we have for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. As always, folks, be sure to rate and subscribe wherever you listen to us, and also follow us on social media at BigBlueView. You can follow me at JoeDeLeon. You can also follow chris at raptor mkii there's one final day of the nfl combine on sunday and we are going to be recapping that all for you defensive backs hit the field